Ian Bahir and Uma with you. This is Goggler Presents, our intermittent podcast whenever we feel something warrants our fancy. This week, it's our Westworld Season 3 spoiler cast. As a warning, do not listen to this until you've seen all of Westworld because we're going to get right into it. Uh, but before we get into the plot, guys, can I just say everything, everything about Evan Rachel Wood's wardrobe, is phenomenal this entire season she has the best clothes ever since she had that flip dress in yes. the first episode yes right yeah. um to her getting streamlined all the way to this kind of leather number where she it's looks a, pretty john wickish it's a really nice fitted jacket she has like the paneling is delightful <laughs> this is this the sewn paneling and i i do like the fact that she's just wearing a pair of army boots like they didn't have to like the scenes where she's romping around in like crazy heels because she's an android, she can totally control yeah. her balance and everything else. But like, no, no, let's put on a pair of comfy shoes and we'll, we'll have um, Fandy Newton running around in just a pair of what looked like Adidas trainers for most of the, the last two episodes. And a samurai sword. Just, cause. just yeah. because. Yeah. Yeah. Just, ele- just doing Electra Assassin cosplay it was great. <laughs> no, I was watching this whole series and I, I, I always... This is the only series where... I get done and I feel like going back and watching all of it again just because yes. it's so pristine. Everything is so beautiful. And and this is what happens when you take a year and a half to put together a series, I guess. Mm. And not have to rush it to meet some fake fall deadline like network mm. television does. Um, yeah. uh, Lisa Joy and, and, and Jonathan Nolan, who executive produced the series, I mean, HBO has given them quite a lot of leeway in that we don't necessarily get season on a schedule and so what you get is usually a piece of work that's incredibly well thought out and i have to say going into season four this entire season i I did have some nitpicks but overall i'm so happy with it that i'm willing to forget about that stuff how do you guys feel about the whole season when you say it's like it's incredibly well thought out it's not just that that time and attention goes into every single detail you're talking about evan rachel wood's uh, outfit but also her hair the plotting the lines of dialogue they come up with the the layout even just a little design of the the rehoboam systems kind of like when it goes back into the past to look at previous data i think they jonathan nolan did work on person of interest as well right yes he did Yeah, yeah so basically he is is he just did Chris Nolan build an AI and it's slowly winning us over to their side through entertainment? <laughs> but even the fact that Rehoboam, when it goes into the past, it's like it's the current interface goes into a time tunnel to show that it's going into the past. Like yeah. they've thought mm. out those little tiny yeah. details that they literally don't yeah. need to do. There is a little pop-up after the first few times to show like accessing past or something like that. But it's great. I, everything is pristine, just like Singapore. Yeah. Pristine as a dystopian vision of the future, but yeah. But but yeah. also, you know, uh, when we were talking about the first four episodes, you, you remember how I mentioned, uh, I was like, hey, there's that new thing in the opening where there's this white screen with these black things and I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. it's great how nothing is, there's no over-exposition. It just no, begins yes. to make sense. By the time you hit episode yeah. six and seven, you're like, oh, I see yeah. exactly what's going on. And they just use images and graphics and everything kind of fits. Yes, so I think that's smart. There's some. It's it's been something that that Westworld has done since day one of episode one, right? Like everything is is so tightly wound. Because I remember watching season two when you find out who uh, William is, or mm. you find out, or you put together the the William and the Man in Black yeah uh, storyline. I I still remember in. 
I think it must have been season one when when the day ends and all the robots just go pause and then it's they, they never explain to you that oh you are now entering Westworld you don't see that until season two where you get on the train and that's the beginning of the ride that that the idea that you trust the audience and just go here's what I, you're going to play with this is the world so we'll explain it later and I really really like that like that way they just respect and trust that audience will follow along yeah so getting into season three uh just a quick recap it's all in the outside world now um it picks up immediately Boo. after yeah it picks up much too Boo. much too by his dismay he I, still I likes still fantasy want, land i want, I, I want the <laughs> fantasy land thing you're, you're not you're not a fan of westworld colon becoming blade runner yeah, yeah no i'm not I I mean I I enjoyed everything about this but as I did as I wrote in the in my in my Westworld piece is that I I want the mysteries I want the 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 MacGuffins of the of the world that they were setting up in Westworld and Samurai World and Eastworld I guess the, yeah so you know Raj that, World I like yeah. that yeah Nazi Raj World, world sorry, yes Nazi, Nazi World, world sure well. So we're out in the real world and Dolores is continuing on her quest to save humanity from itself. Well, I mean, for I think it was and you mentioned in your review and I think it is. I think I felt I fell on the side of she was trying to free humanity more at the end of the series. But I don't think it was that clear in the first four or even five and six. Like it it could have been on the on the edge whether she was actually manipulating Caleb or actually she was thinking, actually, I'm freeing you to you to make the choice because that could have been part of the manipulation because there's manipulations within manipulations within manipulations. <laughs> there are levels here. Uh, and yeah. we have a couple of uh, important new characters, the most important being Aaron Paul's Caleb, right? And he, I think his arc is the most fascinating because you don't, I, I felt the way they laid out that story was very impressive in that mm. I, I genuinely wanted to know what was happening. We had these brief flashbacks because he's having mm. memory issues and we don't know what's going on. But essentially the entire series kind of draws, makes this about free will for humans as much as it does free will for the robots and AI, which I thought was really smart mm. no just because throughout the whole series or throughout this whole season i'm just like i don't know who to root for and i love that mm. did you guys have problems with that like did you guys go through the season going i'm on her side i'm on his side i'm on no no absolutely you're you're jumping between mave and and maybe dolores and then you go and then and then uh the other hemsworth brother shows up and you go like oh cool i'm on his side now and then you go no wait but maybe not yeah, you're, you're all Stubbs, over the, if yeah. Stubbs just wanted to sit down and have a few drinks. That's all. Right? And like the, the 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 world keeps getting in his way, <laughs> and no matter no matter how messed up and how like torn apart he gets, he gets a few cheap beers and then it's straight back into it. I love yeah. at the end how <laughs> he's in a tub and, and and Bernard's pouring ice over him, and he's like, "You got a drink with that?" And he just drops the tray of like tiny airport bottles on yeah. him, and he's like, "Oh great, you give me shitty alcohol as well." <laughs> it's so clever. <laughs> I, I laugh. There was a lot of uh, moments in the last couple of episodes where I laughed out loud at kind of those kind of things, and also the audacity of some of the stuff that they were yeah. kind of mm. the imagery and things that, and the, the the plot twist, twists they were pulling off. First up, Dolores. Do we think she's actually dead? <laughs> Which Dolores? What was, right? what, was what was that power surge? You know, exactly. They play, they play fast yeah. and loose with like the technology they have. Like, there's a whole thing where, like, when Maeve touches her, is it like they're on RFID communications in the meadow or something? 
you know, or is it short range? Yeah. Are they on, Wi-Fi. Are they on 2G Wi-Fi? Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's not clear. Then the, the Rehoboam is, de- is it, is it deleting her memories or is it eating them? Because it seems like it ate them and the, the last key was the, the key to, so- some of that stuff doesn't make sense. So the, eating her memories mm. gave it the key to Solomon. Like what? I don't know who, sorry. Is she in there? Did she broadcast off site to another thing? We still have Charlotte Dolores as well. Yes. Who's who's kind of speaking as if she's expunged Dolores and become her own person, but we don't know if that's the case. But yeah. it, it 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 reminds me a lot of season two Dolores, that that murderous I need to save my father Dolores. So it's got yeah. that sort of vibe of this is my focus now. Um, and I think that's reinforced in the script in the, the script because they talked about like Dolores says, I wanted to kill them all and that but I've I've come away from that when she has the talk with Maeve and the the thing. So yeah, there's a uh, Chardlet is very different to uh, what Dolores was. <laughs> Man, they're going to have to come up with these names. It's going to be a pain in the butt. Yeah. Uh, so, so before we started, Uma and I were talking. We were trying to count out how many Doloreses are out in the world, and if they were all accounted for. She right. took five pearls, right? Right. Now, one of those was Bernard, right? No, I thought she left Bernard be himself because she needed a foil. Yeah, she needed a foil, but didn't she have to take him out of the park? Which Oh, okay. Charlotte, so then Charlotte left the park with oh. the pearls in her handbag, right? That's right. Yes. That's right. At the end of the, at the end of that last season. So, um I think it was Dolores um dropped Bernard in Singapore, right? With the, the his house that he used to grow in because there was a yeah. there was a, a host building machine there. So that's yes. one. Then you've got Connell who yeah. um, got blown up, which was kind of yeah. cool, yeah. that whole... Uh, watching Pom Clementif get blown up on like a virtual production screen was kind of messed up. Basically, anyone who has a, call, a video call with Ciroc, it's bad for them. He just watches <laughs> people die all the time. <laughs> That's so just Connell, you've got Charlotte, you've got Dolores herself. Now, did she bring back anyone else? The cop, who Mexican guy who gives Bernard the bag. Who gives Bernard yes, the bag? Yes, the, the Clifton. Henry, was it Henry Clifton Jr.? He's the only one that's unaccounted for. We don't know if he lives or dies. Yeah, Clifton Collins Jr., that's the guy, yeah. So that was a nice surprise to see him. I was like, oh, that guy. And then I was like, wait, how, where was that? How did he... He got, like, scalped, and then he didn't. And then, ah, uh, where? I don't know. Didn't he get blood put in him? Where? What's who? It's yes. confusing this show. So we were wondering how they would bring her back. But then again, you know, Dolores has died and come back to life so many times. I just, I mean, I liked Aaron Paul a lot. Yeah. I just need, I, I know it's an ensemble show, but Evan Rachel Wood is tremendous throughout. Yeah. Like mm. she carries so much of it. And I really would be disappointed if there was a season four without her. I think also the difficulty would be that we followed her over the course of four seasons already, right? She's been the lead for four seasons. She's got the weight and the baggage and, and, and the history. Then to and I don't say, feel like her story is done. Yeah. I don't know, because yeah. she stopped being a murderous murder boss and was like, you choose. I mean, I think it's kind of like a, a John the Baptist moment for the, the, the future AI savior that will yeah. come in season four or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. I felt like she had a huge amount of development over the series. And like going into this series, we thought, you know, um, Bernard was her, we talked about Bernard being her foil. And it did seem like, you know, that was to stop her being, going complete murder bot. And she seemed to do that on her own. And I don't know. I mean, I think we might not get Evan Rachel. I think making Evan Rachel Wood stick around all the time would kind of, I think, break the verisimilitude that the show has built. Whereas 
she could be in another different body or something else, a different actress yeah. playing the same character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think... And also, there's not that many host manufacturing... Well, apart from that big one at the credits at the end. So, I don't know. Unless Rehoboam infiltrates one of those and downloads it into a new a new, a new, Dolores. Like, I don't, I don't feel the need for it. I think that they've set up some interesting things with regard to when Bernard wakes up, what um, the man in black is doing, what William is going, doing, what Charlotte's mm. doing. And yeah. I think I mentioned this before as well. There's there was that thing at the end of the last series, right, where the Delos Immortality Project they kept, you know, the the the, the copies they made of people because yeah, it's it's, it's core to the series that they kind of they don't remind you of, but like, what was it? They're able to reproduce all of a human's choices on like a really it's like a page of paper, isn't it, or a small book from a previous thing? It was like basically by observing your this is why Rehoboam works, like by observing your yeah. um, behavior. They could it literally just fits in a book it's a very small amount of information to predict what you're going to do for the rest of your life which is the kind of again this dystopian scary thing which again genius of the show was planting the seeds of free will versus you know predestination in that case i've lost my thought what was i saying <laughs> oh yes so we also had like far future the the when they kept bringing back uh william's boss he kept like you know the the the, the copies of humans freak out after a while and break down yep but they brought back Ed Harris and it seemed to be like a much more ruined place mm. before he came back upstairs. Mm. Uh, so like there's a, there's, he went into the dark in the last season, hurt, came back out and was rescued, but they'd made a copy of him. And that copy also wakes up at some point. So is that where Bernard is at the very end of this, this season in the future? Are they all the same future now? Will we just get a show in that future where yeah. they're trying to... They're trying to bring back Dolores to make everyone work together again, or I don't know. The, 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 I think they've been really smart at leaving the door open to themselves to do whatever the hell they yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and also the yeah. show always seems to pride itself in progressing, and I think that's what I enjoyed most about the show. It keeps moving forward, right? Uh, yeah. And it keeps coming up with new stories to tell, which is why I have to say I was quite surprised. Um, with William's outcome because they didn't just kill him off. Maybe they love Ed Harris so much that they decided yeah. we need more Ed Harris. But Ed Harris is great. Yeah, I mean, his arc, I mean, from finding him broken down in his own house, speaking to his dead daughter, to the mental facility where he gets committed to, it's just all of it so good. That that round table where he's sitting around with different versions of himself having a group therapy was brilliant that was one of the moments smart. where i laughed out loud at the black comedy of it because yeah. you have you get to bring back the actor who played young william you get to have multiple versions of ed harris and then he, you just cut back to him and he's murdering them with a chair exactly it's so good <laughs> he's just beating them with a chair wait did he i i, I literally just finished this a minute ago did he did, did 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 new robot Ed Harris kill proper Ed Harris? Did we actually yeah, see that, or was it just sliced his neck? Oh, open. Yeah, this, yeah, sliced his yeah. Open. yeah. I, I think with Ed Harris, that would be an interesting character because now we get to see. Well, the only reason is I really love the Man in Black. Like, yeah. mm. I love that character, and now we get Ed Harris as the Man in Black going into season four. So we get to see murderous murderbot Ed Harris as mm. well. But I'm curious to see how they treat that because murderous murderbot. Well the original Men in Black had a reason. Yes. Right? He was going for the the maze. He was looking for the center of, of the of Westworld. And that was what I liked. That that idea that he was on a quest to find something. He wasn't scalping people because he was crazy. He was scalping people because he was crazy, but because he was looking for a map. Also the the the, the conversation he had 
with himself the, in the last episode where it's like, you thought coming here and coming to Westworld, you were expunging your dark side. It's like, no, you've always been an asshole. Yeah, this has always <laughs> been you, yeah. And I'm the one who's like, I, I self-actualize that and I'm going to go forward to be the best asshole I can be. Well, but also we don't know what Hale's plan is, right? Because Hale no. ends it by saying, um, you are going to save the world, but not you. This mm. version of you. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying the mystery they're building here, but mm. I, I think there was stuff in the in the original two seasons that that I really liked, namely mm. the fact that it was in this in this fake theme park that had a mystery at its center. That it wasn't just a theme park; it was a theme park with with a crazy secret of the maze being tattooed onto people's skulls and what does all that mean you know mm. um now that they're just outside in the real world it just feels a bit like yeah you know it's a terrorist anti-terrorist capitalist dystopian science fiction dystopian science fiction future no, all it's, it, i i think it's taking on those are the big themes that they take That's on the, with the order yeah. the order and chaos is a details all the time and i really <laughs> like the way they investigate that like uh, first yeah. you don't Looking back, I mainlined the last four episodes, and it does feel like, oh yeah, there's a giant computer that predicts everything, and that when everyone's told about that, the mm. world goes nuts. It's like they kind of effortlessly introduce that idea, and then introduce the idea that it would completely mess everything up if everyone knew everything about mm. themselves. Like yeah. that was, I thought, a very good idea, and something that I think they had to do because I think the park would have got boring. Seven seasons in the park would have got weird and boring yeah, it would have been lost absolutely. with it, it would have been figuring they would have been figuring out reasons to stay there yeah, whereas yeah. this is like it's moved the story forward plus they're not just doing one take on it not only are they, they're not just doing one take on AI. like an awful lot of science fiction things it's like there's one thing that's different you know mm. like we have flying cars but nothing else or there's like what was it existence there's like that 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 cronenbergian device you yeah. plug in your back for vr but like everything else is exactly the same because we don't have a budget right. for it and this is like no there's even within ai there's different flavors of it you know solomon and, Ro- and solomon and rohobom don't agree like we're not like you guys <laughs> you guys are weird yeah <laughs> we're, we're, we're just like big glob of ais and the gun the guns that shoot for you and things like that they started adding little things on there and the cool helicopters and that awesome riot control robot like i think they've expanded the world out really well and made it all fit. And, and I think they've done it in such a way where it's just there. It's not explained. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even her weird Call of Duty style drone thing that yeah. goes and that murders cool. people yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, with regards to the way the story plays out, how Maeve and Dolores, they, they all seem to they have a tendency towards humanity or they seem to be heading in that direction as they mm. become more human. Like, like, like when Hale suddenly seems to give more shits about her family than yeah, the actual human <laughs> ever did. Right. And that was hilarious in the first half when she's like, she doesn't, they don't know she has a kid. Yeah. And she's mm. been ignoring him for like several days. Cause you'd no idea that there was a child out there waiting or yeah. a husband. Which was Michael Ely, which was he was from the great Almost Human, and this time playing Correct. a human in a show about other Almost Humans. But yeah, they, I like that idea that it's a, it's a more optimistic take on AI than an awful lot of shows. Because I mean, this isn't they, a very optimistic show. <laughs> oh no, but, it, but it's a good apocalypse. I mean, yeah. the apocalypse. It's it's the, the, the this apocalypse is the friends we made along the way because they'll get us through it and we'll realize <laughs> we'll realize our the follies of our way and you know control and order and. I mean, all this, all it, it, all it needed was like you could probably cut the section of the Matrix with the Merovingian and um, the architect just ergo 
therefore talking about it and it would fit like a glove in this yeah i think for me the one of the nice i i you know talk you mentioned about how the 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 how when people find out what the what their what the ai's prediction of them is because again they're just predictions right it's bringing something it's um, predictions and analysis though as well because i think there's so like there's some of it is like uh, the, the therapist is like a history of sleeping with co- yeah. Co- clients yeah like but like it, it brings up something from early on i think season uh, episode two or three where aaron paul is trying to get a job but he keeps getting declined and you find out why because of this ai is predicting something but at the end um at the end of uh, episode uh, seven, I think when when Hale goes to 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 save uh, her son and the husband, and the husband's got the her note the notes open right, and she asks him, "Did you read it?" And he goes, "No, because that's just a prediction. What we have to go through, we'll go through together. We will achieve it, or we will face it together." And I like that idea that these are not. They're not. It's not what's going to happen, and I think the overreaction of civilization is that oh my god, people are going. I'm going to sleep around. I'm going to, but it, I like this idea that there's a choice. I think that's uh, because that that comes down to what uh, what's his name? I had it right there. His, I did his first name when I saw it in text. Fitz um, Cassells. It's like Ermagerd Savak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ermagerd. It's like I've yeah. never I've never heard of anyone with that name before. But like. His idea, his concept is that there's like the people, because people can handle the truth. You can't handle the truth, you know? It's the Jack Nicholson quote, you know? Yeah, it's the Jack Nicholson quote. Yeah. Some people can't handle the truth. Some people retreat from reality. And in his world, they take those people away and lock them up. Whereas in Aaron Paul, Caleb, and um, Dolores' world, it's like, no, confront your shit and become enlightened, I guess, is the way they're trying to do it. They're trying to bring everyone together in a way. I like that mm. idea. It's like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but it's like whoever survives the apocalypse, this should be all right. Well, it's like Dolores yeah. says, right? Uh, free will does exist. It's just fucking hard, which is a great yes, line. Yes, that was a genius yeah. line. <laughs> I have to say, though, do you reckon... I mean, I reckon uh, I only watched the season episode five uh, over the weekend, but I think genre is the one that's going to get them any awards that they get because oh. that that whole episode oh, was just that like... Drug, that drug is great. I want that the drug. drug is great. That drug is amazing. All the different genres going to, but also just like that was where they were. Yeah, they, that's where she started telling you know the, the there's the cool lines of like you've ruined everyone's lives in the station. It's like oh no, it's the world. Yeah, you have that kind of stuff going on. There's awesome action scenes, and it ends yeah. with a Fisher. I was tripping out at the end because it's it ends with a Fisher Spooner song I haven't heard in about fifteen years. Because <laughs> you always forget how not only just the the incidental music, but the uh, not the the, the, the what was it Demon Rajali's What's his name? This, this, the, uh, Jim and Rwandi. Rwandi, is it? Um, his score is always amazing, but also the music they choose to use is amazing. Yes. yes. Uh, that Fisher Spooner track is is badass. And then there's an incredible uh, version of Major Tom that kicks yes. in around that. I think, is it yes. at the end of that episode? Yeah. That whole yeah, episode yeah, yeah. is basically best music. We want to get, well, this is the one. We're not going to spread it out over the season. We put it all in one episode so we can get all the awards. But even in the last episode, when uh, the... Westworld version of Dark Side of the Moon goes into actual Dark Side of the Moon is very, yeah. very yes. cool. I started wondering at that point, do, you, the, do we have to go get Dark Side of the Moon and queue it up at that section and then see if it plays from the beginning all the way through? If it Ooh. matches? <laughs> it because might. Because it, it starts in the middle of the song, right? And it could yeah, be yeah. just the right time if you t- time sync it and then stuff happens. Knowing these guys, I'm sure it is. 
everything else yeah. is so well thought out and paced. And, you know, in episode seven, the amount of story that they cram just between Caleb and Dolores and Solomon, but mm. still tell all of the Bernard stuff, the William stuff, all uh. of that's going on in these 55 minutes or so. I, 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 that's, that for me is like what is going to get the Emmys, man. I mean, like I'm watching it and I'm just thinking and I I'm, and I'm keep looking at my watch throughout the episode because I'm like, oh wait, they still got this much to resolve. I still don't know what's going to happen yeah. when they walk into this room. Yeah. Yeah. And there's still these flashbacks happening with Caleb as well. And it's all happening and everything gets wrapped up. And then Maeve shows up with a sword and a flying machine with big guns and there's all of this stuff happening and it's such a tight episode with so much story and plot and dialogue and action oh it's so good and then there's, there's another like it feels like a joke at the end when they're talking like Rehoboam is giving him the plan and everything like that and then um, Dolores sets off the EMP so it just goes like I must warn you and then everything goes to black and it's like you're never finding out what he was going to say <laughs> <laughs> There's also there's also a weird little joke at the uh, the where um, Stubbs and Bernard go to the petrol station. There's like a sign. It's like a nice little bit of background world building. It's lab to slab meat. Oh really? Yes, I didn't see that. Saw that. I yeah, saw that. it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was like it, it, it sticks out because it's like it's something they want to put on crew T-shirts or something like that. And it's like yeah. from the laboratory straight to your place. And it's like yeah. cute little uh, you know nice little world building that they add in there. It felt a very Fallout kind of right. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I have to say also the seamless integration between shooting in Singapore and then aerial shots of L.A. Yeah. Uh, and how they bring both of that. I mean, I know TV shows and movies do this all the time, but I guess it's all the more apparent if you're familiar with streets in Singapore yeah. and you've been there lots and then you yeah. see them integrated back into Los Angeles. It's really, really well done. But also it's quite interesting the way they've shot um, L.A., I think, because it's not... It's very different size of LA. I suspect they're going downtown. Um, they're also, I think Utah is also listed as one of the shooting locations. So I'm... I guess I, that's all I, the I, desert I, stuff? Maybe the desert stuff. Uh, but also I like that they're not... It's not instantly recognizable as future LA. You know, it's not... It's it's completely dystopian buildings that we I've never seen. I've never been to LA. So I suspect it's not the places where Hollywood tends to shoot driving scenes and Santa Monica and Santa Barbara and all that stuff, which is quite cool. Uh, just going back to the show, and it's weird. Like, I, I have a, I guess like the both of you, I have a lot of opinions on where shows should go for like season four and season five, what I want to see in Picard, what I want to see in Discovery. But you know, with yeah. Westworld, it's one of those things where I'm like, just lay it on me. <laughs> I would yeah. I would have never yeah. guessed this is where I would have never yeah. guessed after last season they've gone to Singapore this season but never mind that yeah. also the whole like Rehoboam thing I'm just saying it now because we won't be saying it again for any future seasons and I had to turn the subtitles on to figure out what the hell it was called yeah same here um, that's a I mean, really funny word also it seems like it was situated like directly inside the lobby of that building like a yeah, well a, a, you a... know it, it's, an RPG would have taken it out yeah. unless that's just like that's the display model but like I wouldn't have seen that that storyline coming at all. It literally seemed to be Bernard uh, Bernard and uh, Dolores against each other, and I think it'll be the same next. If it's renewed for season at least season four, wasn't it? Not season at least five. season four, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every season that goes on, there's the risk that they become lost and they like lose their they trip over something. But it, I think they're they're. It doesn't feel like they're frantically, like Gromit in uh, The Wrong Trousers, frantically laying the track in front of the train. This all feels incredibly well thought out and like 
even the, the the little hints they give for later seasons and everything for they they leave themselves enough rope. They do, and yeah. and, and and also, it's left me with the confidence that they don't need to do the timey-wimey stuff. They can play out a very mm. clear, linear, straightforward mm. season and still have it littered with enough mysteries and twists to keep me interested and wanting more. And and I think that's what I like about this show, that there's... I, I'm i not the most intelligent watcher of, of these kinds of things. And I think... I, 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 I like to think that I get the big, broad strokes. Mm. But the broad strokes are so good that that's enough. I don't need to sort of go down the rabbit hole of all these things because I think they've crafted a well enough storyline that that these broad brushes of AI and civilization and humanity is entertaining enough. I think something like you said, Uma, it's this, I I could just sit there and just have it wash over me. You know, it's it's like great classical music. You don't quite get a lot of it, but it all works so beautifully. Yeah, and and the rest the rest is all just piss ants yelling and moaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much. yeah. <laughs> I'm there now. In season one, as I was watching it, I was trying to figure stuff out, and yeah, mm. yeah. and I was trying to work out the mysteries and all of this, and and, and I think up, with season right? two, yeah. yeah, trying to keep up. I mean, season two and especially season three. I stopped trying to keep up. I just let yeah. the story move because yeah. this isn't lost. It isn't a J.J. Abrams mystery box. These guys are going to give me an answer and I have confidence yes. that they will. And I have yeah. confidence that they know what they're doing with regards to the arc. So I'm not going to left with it. I'm not going to be left with an unnecessary cliffhanger. So in this case, yeah, sure. I don't know what Bernard saw, but I know that in season four, we're going to see it too. Because... Yeah. Well, when he when he went to Silicon Heaven, correct. When he went yeah. to the Sublime, <laughs> yeah. But also, however, I mean, they're all pure programs now. So for however long it seems in the in the the, the real world where all that dust fell on him, it could be millions of years correct. in there. Yeah, yeah. Also, so that 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 was the kind of the the the, the things that they kind of they skated over a little bit. But like, yeah, he has access to the satellite where all the other hosts' minds were stored. Right, that's what that was. Yes. Correct. The iCloud. So for me, I think that scene in the last episode where we visit Arnold's aging wife. Gina Torres. Yeah, who looks... I'm sorry, but the aging makeup on that was fantastic. Yes. Like, she looks really good, uh, aged up. and But that was probably the most emotionally manipulative thing. I was like, where's the dead kid? Just show me the dead kid. You know? I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching that and I was like, that's a great way to get me to tear up. But also, that's a that's like a... That's like... That's a very long-distance callback. It I was is. there going... I was racking my brain going like... I couldn't remember. What was the deal with Bernard? And then she's talking about the kid. It's like, okay, there was a kid, wasn't there? Wasn't there? <laughs> Yeah. What, happened yeah. what happened? What happened to the kid? Something happens to the kid. <laughs> it's like I had to go through that all over again. Because I mean, they didn't. You know, they could have probably seeded that a little better with him. I don't know, talking to Stubbs about it over a couple of days or something. One, I don't know. Right? Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like so far away. I think I mean, those two bits at the end were the ones that I had an issue with. But I figure that's what I meant when I said earlier that I just let it wash over me, like. That mm. was one which felt a little shoehorned. And the other bit, mm. which I got a bit annoyed because it felt a little lazy, was when he just went, I think Dolores is gone. And I'm just like, uh, really? Like, no, you got a Bluetooth connection? Again. Yeah. yeah. And, and that, I, I, felt that, I felt that the both of them especially needed a moment because they were yeah. like the foes, oh, right. right? And so that's why I think it's not over between them. But 
other than those two moments from the finale, like everything else worked just when you thought it might go off the rails with mm. the riots and mm. stuff because I mm. wasn't sure where they were going with that. Um, but then at the end when uh, Caleb and Maeve are together and looking out over the city and she just goes, in this new world, you can be whoever the fuck you want. I was like, ah, I see. So they're all building up to this yeah. moment, this mm. point. Yeah. Right? And, and, and then where is my mind by the Pixies plays? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was go. I thought they were going to do that in the Westworld music, just to tie. That would have been great. <laughs> but it did feel like that. And I'd, I, I forgot again. Like Maeve did get most of her magic tech disabled by Serac, right? No, uh, she no, can she read. Can still do- she can still do control the electronics and read people and read yeah. hosts and be badass mm. with the sword. I thought he, I thought, he li- I thought he limited some of that in her bodies because he was obviously didn't want her to get too powerful. Oh, I'm not sure. When they were having when yeah, they were having yeah. dinner at that really famous bar in Singapore. Yes. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. Was it the virtual virtual greenhouse place that looked like that apartment that that, that condo they used for Blade Runner in in LA, the one with the like the Aztec stuff on the walls. But I can't remember the name of that restaurant where it has like a floor to ceiling bar. It's like really popular in Singapore. Everyone wants to go there. Um, uh, so so I guess in season four we need to find out what Bernard saw in the Sublime. And then do you think it's going to be a Caleb Maeve leading the charge kind of series? I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on how far forward they go. And then the primary antagonists end up being Hale and William. Or Man in Black. Because uh, that's what yeah. it seems set up for. Yeah, but also the world seems far too much together when William walks into um, the Saudi Arabia branch or whatever it was of Delos. Like that... that that doesn't i think that everything the, just the bernard, went to shit in la yeah. dubai's no, okay I think, I think i think the bernard reveal was something that's tied to the ed harris reveal from the previous series i think they'll pay those off at the end of the next season or at the season five will be that because right. they have that that like bernard and ed harris strangle each other on the beach for all eternity as two robot versions <laughs> of themselves <laughs> As a giant Shinji just like le- 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 leans over them from the Genesis Evangelion. I was going to say a broken down Statue that, of Liberty, but yeah. Because they didn't mention, like I said earlier, they didn't mention that future Hale thing, the future, sorry, Ed Harris thing. No, at all. At all. So yeah. they might just be dropping those things. So, you know, maybe Bernard, they, they could they could easily get out of it where Bernard pops, you know, pops back five minutes later, has a load of adventures and then gets back in the exact same position with the headband on and then sleeps for a hundred years. Uh, I was very very happy I don't know how long or for how many more seasons Westworld can actually sustain these complex plots and these themes because like I said you know from everything we've been talking about it's not it's not out there science fiction I'd like to call it subtle science fiction because it's all Mm. they're all themes that we can relate to immediately which is why it doesn't require much exposition at all the idea of data tracking us, the idea of algorithms being predictive of our behavior is already being used in political campaigns and so on and so forth in the United States and everywhere. So all of that exists. And so it's not too much of a leap. It's just, it's, it's taking it to the logical extreme with regards to a dystopian vision of the future. So I, for one, would like Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan to set an end date because like something like The Wire uh, with something like The Sopranos, I like that it has it has a fixed arc. Yeah. Mm. Also, not only not only with that, but also it feels like the number of mysteries aren't dwindling very much. 
So we've mm. ended season three and it feels and it still feels like there's a lot of questions left to be answered. So, um, yeah. So in that sense, I'm hoping Westworld has a finite end because I think it, it for me, it reminds me of The Wire, how intricate the story works and how every season is self-contained, but it leaves enough for the next season to pick up. And The Wire was one of the few. I mean, The Wire was five seasons, right? Five, yeah. Six or seven in a movie. They did five seasons, but they were 20 episode or 18 episode seasons. I mean, the... I don't like the law of diminishing episode numbers that's going on with Westworld. I mean, this eight was great though. Like we got, yeah. no, there was all thriller, no filler, like yeah. the whole way through. Um, I, I do, I, yeah. I hope they fit. They, they, they have some ending in sight where you know we all get to. It's basically the beginning of the Matrix. All of humanity is united in, in, in joy as we bathe in our new creation AI. Whatever that 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 speech is that Morpheus gives right at the. The Desert of the Real Speech. Yeah. I, I, I think we need to get to that point before they do Westworld Kids and have six different spinoffs on HBO Max or whatever that's the that streaming service <laughs> is going to be called. Yeah. Before we wrap up, did you guys have any, like, favorite moments from this season? Genre. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> what's Same. wrong with I, him? What's wrong I, with him? Oh, he's switching genres. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw that episode... Uh, the day it lo- I, did, I saw that episode the day it came out and you guys had no idea how hard it was for me to not let that slip to you too <laughs> yeah I think either you or someone else I was talking to did mention about it and I was like okay yeah that genre same I, that was my pick for the favorite as well and also towards the end of the episode when he just goes what genre is this this is reality man <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, oh, also love that dude's sweater. The, the yes. angry, I, sad Can board. I just say, that guy is Marshawn Lynch. He's an NFL football player. Oh, really? Oh, is that Marshawn Lynch? Oh, wow. Marshawn Lynch. Beast mode. Love it. Like, <laughs> oh, that's... I, uh, Lena White produces TV shows as well, right? Yeah. I've seen her, like, come up over and over again, usually in articles about, like, you know, the new powerhouses, the new, uh, African-American powerhouses in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. So it's just... It's interesting to see someone of that just, like, being Grand Theft Auto person in the show. It's like, turning up ever so often. Which... The Rico app... I think we talked about the Rico app on the, the previous podcast, but that... It, it's... It is Grand Theft Auto, and it is depressing that someone is going to do that at some point. <laughs> yes. My one major complaint is that those two guys were not, weren't around a lot more. No, they only popped like, back up again in episode six. I know. But when they pop like, up, I, it's just like they just pop in and out for a bit. No, it's great. Like yeah. they pop up in the train thing and they pop up again at the end. It's like they pop yeah. out at six and eight. It's like. Yeah. Like, you know, just and watch Beast Mode. Just watch Marshawn Lynch take down that thing. <laughs> go full on Beast Mode. It's great. Yeah. Love it. Um, one, of, one of my favorite moments is when you know when uh, the guy they gained access to Rehoboam to get all the profiles of people and Connell puts the pad on the computer yeah he very clearly has to push it down a little bit because the sticky tape didn't connect on the back <laughs> of the prop <laughs> like it wasn't just like oh here's a smooth interface I just place this on the computer like you know because yeah. they've all contactless communication it's like he puts it down and he puts it it's like when you're sticking a post-it up or something you know you just kind of push it down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) so it doesn't slide off that was the only moment of like production that i really saw through it but i think yeah genre was amazing and that uh cover of uh mr tom uh, major tom was it it was the violins of major tom that then broke into major tom right yeah yeah Yeah. i mean just that and being reacquainted i've had a, a weird week because um when I finished Money Heist, they dropped Damien Rice in the last... Yes, they did. The yes, second yeah. last episode, which just yep. destroyed me. And then just hearing Fisher Spooner, because I was listening to that around the same time. And it was just like, I'm going to do go do some exercise or party in a nightclub or something. This is that kind of music. Because it's really... It's, it's the end of the episode where things are kicking off. And it's like, mm. go break the system to this music. <laughs> 
another mystery we would like to see. What the fuck happened to Paris, man? Yeah. Paris got nuked, oh, but we just yeah. didn't get any explanation why. And ages yes. ago as well, when Ciroc was a kid. So yes. when was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Westworld season three has just wrapped. Um, have you seen all of it? Let us know what you think. You can get in touch with us on all of our social media accounts, GogglerMY, also on our webpage, goggler.my slash contact. You can read Bahe's review on the website as well. And if you look at a previous episode of the Goggler podcast, we do a little preview of Westworld uh, where we kind of cover what happens in the first four episodes of the series. Um, thank you for thank you so much for listening. This is Goggler Presents signing out.